motherfuckers, though. Yeah. Let's see what the hell happened this week. Well, we got a few things going on. Georgia won a national championship. Georgia won a cha- national championship. Go dogs. How about them Bulldogs? Hey, they hell. Them dogs is hell, ain't no, Don't they? Yeah, don't they? <laughs> them's all as hell, don't they? You know, if somebody says don't they, then you're like, oh, you real Southern. You a real Georgia fan. <laughs> like, you Southern is all, all hell. Apparently, there's like some little like Southern talk chant that they know at the games. I haven't been to a Georgia game since I was a wee child. So yeah, I've never been to one. They're, yeah, I, I want to go, uh, obviously, now since they won, <laughs> they won. Yeah. And like, we can pretend. That you're like, because I'll say this all the time. Like, I'm a fan. I am a fan of the Falcons if they win or they lose. But like, when your team wins, it does feel better. It's way better, and and it does like bring more people into the fandom. So yeah, I'm fine with people bandwagoning now in Georgia. Like, come on in, bandwagon. Come on in. It's fun to root for a winning team. Yeah, buy the merch. Yeah, I mean, if it's like a. a team that's going to the national championship every other year like yeah. alabama eventually some of the fun does get sucked out of that i'm I don't sure know, dude I, I think i would take this feeling yeah every fucking year that's true if it was just like dynasty that's uh-huh. true that's yeah. true they handled it with the fans i didn't see them crying i saw them heads their head the alabama fans yeah I was, I was hoping to see some tears i was hoping for some tears on the <laughs> sideline they know they'll be back yeah yeah <laughs> they've like, been six they've won six out of the last 13 yeah so, and they go like pretty much every year. Yeah. And they won last year. Yeah. So they're like, we'll be back. Yeah. Like, All right. You got, this one. <laughs> you got this one. All right, Georgia. Uh, one of my favorite things about it is just watching Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart is jump around and like jump, he's jump around he's wild bro. and like just run fast as fuck yeah. up and down yeah. the sidelines. Yeah. He was, he played, I think he was a defensive player uh, at Georgia back in the day. Yeah. He's smaller, but like he's clearly very athletic. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell he's like dense. Like he's like a he's mm-hmm. like a dwarf. Yeah, like a Tolkien dwarf. Yeah, don't sleep on him. Yeah, sure he truck uh, you. I was just like, <laughs> he might throw throw a bow or two into you. Yeah, <laughs> you make play him with Kirby. Little, make him upset. And he's got like the the ultimate like good old boy voice. It's he funny. Does. It's funny to me to hear him talk because it doesn't look like his voice should be coming out of him. I'm sure that there are other people that look like that across the country but like his hair in particular just looks like uh a dude from georgia yeah like I, i've just grown up seeing dudes with hair like that that's yeah. just like it's got it's very shiny and it looks like it has it, it's just i don't want to call it stringy but what is it when like people have hair that just doesn't seem to cling to each other like it yeah just, it it's, all just kind of it's like it's very thick hair yeah but like he, he it is like he also kind of has like a little boy haircut. Yeah. Like, I think I think one of the reasons that we might see this is because, like, men in Georgia oftentimes have little boy haircuts, like, well into their adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the same. I mean, I have I have basically this haircut. It's a little yeah. boy haircut. Like, it's a, it's a it's a side part. I but, might go for the fade, bro. What if I start getting go older with it? I need, a, I need a haircut real bad. Should I go, though, like, the fade route? Yeah, absolutely. Like a real fade? Like, a, like to the skin? Not to the skin. Fade but, down to the skin? But like low, close. Yeah. Like go for real. Change I, it up. I've had the same haircut my whole life. Yeah. Go down on the sides. All right. Let's do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And if it's a catastrophe, then it won't be. It looks good on everybody. Yeah. It's a good haircut. Yeah. I had one for a long time. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I, like 2016, around then, I was getting like a pretty low fade. And could, I had like longer hair on top. Could you do the... I'd go back in a heartbeat. Could you do the shave your middle section of beard, have handlebar mustache connect to beard and mullet? Damn. Could you do that, though? 
I don't know if I'm the guy for that. I feel like it would look too genuine on me. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I feel like people would underestimate you a lot, though. Yeah. And that could be to your advantage. (laughs) I just will hunting everybody all of a sudden. Yeah. Everyone's just like, well, by looking at you, I assumed that you were disabled yeah. or slow at least or an offensive lineman at georgia <laughs> you believe he was in the gym and they're like are you an offensive lineman at georgia so like yes i'm a 32 year old o-liner <laughs> at the university of georgia i'm a walk-on freshman true freshman freshman <laughs> i'm just it's my second round <laughs> and he's disrespectful for he is pleading the case of the prosecution by his contempt for all that is holy I object, I object, I object. On what grounds? Is it possible that something is holy to the celebrated agnostic? Yes. The individual human mind. In a child's power to master the multiplication table, there is more sanctity than in all your shouted amens and holy holies and hosannas. Welcome to Tap Snaps. The podcast that is now considering doing the, like, Wolverine, like, okay, side beard mm-hmm. connecting to the the handlebar mustache, but no chin underneath. I think, yeah, because your chin's strong. That's true. So you could let it be free. Got the double chin, though, so yeah. that would also be free. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just free the chin. Yeah. What if I just shaved my chin and didn't <laughs> shave my double chin? <laughs> so it's like a little... Like a little patch, like a little look, naked patch. I think I would look like like a like a like a Hasidic Jew or like a God. It'd be such a bold choice, like a Mennonite or something. You got a wife though. You can't just do shit like that. Like you or, can joke, or does about it, it give me all the freedom to? Aaron, it would devastate Aaron. Yeah, like <laughs> it would devastate her. Like when you cut your hair originally, yeah, it was a real yeah thing. Yeah, so it took some getting used to. It's way better though. Oh yeah, over time. Because my hair just grows out. It doesn't grow down. Most men look better with shorter hair. Yeah. Just yeah. to be real. And we, because we all grow it out in high school. Like every, at least a little bit. Everybody tries. I mean, everybody all does. my friends, we grew, it was like almost a contest. Like we were just like, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I got mine down to my ass. Yeah. But it was like, my hair is so fucking curly that like normally it was just past my shoulders. Yeah. Into my back. But then when it got wet, it'd be like. All the way down to my ass. Same. Yeah, mine would yeah. get mine got at its longest. Mine got like down to my shoulders. Mm-hmm. But and that thing was a floof. But but also like it's so cur- my hair's so curly that like when it was wet, it went down like halfway down my back. And I was just like, okay. But I we had this no is just never gonna get weighed down. Oh yeah, no idea how to care for it. That's that's why yeah. we it was trash. Because yeah. We had absolutely no idea how to care for it, no idea how to style it. Yeah. So I just put it back. I would just put it back in a ponytail. I couldn't even put mine back because, like, <laughs> yours was so it was so volume. fluffy. And, but also now they have the headbands for it. Oh yeah, they, they do. have the, the headbands big, that, thick that go back over and just push your hair back yes. instead of. So if you can't do the full ponytail, which is like I think designed basically just for people with curly hair. Yeah. And like, if I'd had one of those, you missed right. I would have been Gucci. Also, yeah. I was washing my hair like every day. Yeah, me too. That was a terrible move. I'm trying I, to nobody stop. had curly hair in my life, mm-hmm. so nobody taught me. Nobody could te- was there to teach me how to take care of it. 
Everybody was just like, you just brush it out. And I was like, no. Yeah, I know. When I, you brush it, it looks a thousand times worse. I had a girl try to straighten it one time, and she did a terrible job. I just looked ridiculous with straight hair. Yeah. Because, like, my hair was so, like, fine. Like, it has so much volume. Yeah. But, like, it was, like, it, I just looked like I was about to go on stage with fucking Bon Jovi. <laughs> I was like a reverse Bon Jovi, but somehow I fit in, even though my hair was flat instead of large. Kids have it so much better now with knowledge of hairstyles. You just Google. Products. Like, yeah. Just get on YouTube. Our our hair game was fucking trash. When I was in high school, YouTube was just a place to watch silly videos. There was no yeah. informative mm-hmm. shit on there, at least not readily available to your boy. Also, I was in high school, so I was a little gremlin. Yeah. I was a, I was a grubber. <laughs> I wish... Somebody would have taken me aside and been like, hey, wash your ass. Just figure out the hair. <laughs> figure, it out. figure out the hair. It's holding you back significantly. <laughs> yeah, and the way I dressed. Oh, my. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. Yeah, I dressed. I, I, I just went to like, like, like Kirby Smart has a little boy haircut. I just dressed like it was like a, 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 the high school store. <laughs> yeah, he did. I remember and you I was did. just like, wear a monochrome sweater, shirt, long sleeve, pullover, and jeans that are too big for you. And me having no beard and having developed, I just, like, I didn't develop a lot of features early on. And I didn't, um, I fucking, like, would wear, like, a Black Sabbath, like, a, a Black Sabbath t-shirt that I wore, like, three days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, it, or some stupid anime shirt, or some dumb, horrible, cringy shit. Like it's real embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and have greasy ass motherfucking hair, <laughs> and um, not wear deodorant. Wear Axe body spray. Wear a leather jacket. Ill-fitting ripped jeans, but they'd be like ripped at the bottom. And yeah. Like torn up all at the bottom. Yeah, because they were too long. They were too long for yeah. me. And uh, just some bullshit shoes, like a lot, a lot of boots or boots for a while. Mm-hmm. So just absolute like a travesty yeah just a mishmash of it was of, terrible of bad things that, yeah. and ill fit and nothing fit right nothing fit right i feel a like single I thing I, I don't wear i didn't wear a single thing that fit me correctly until i was probably 22 yeah <laughs> i mean i still could do a lot better but i mean i, I shop cheaply but yeah. i think i think maybe this year i will shop better i yeah. will try to like i'll go to not just burlington i'll be like all right i have to actually go buy like some 45 dollar 50 dollar pants do it Jeremy Strong style yeah, and just I need be to. like, I have like five items, like I have like five garments that mm-hmm. I wear in and out every day like a cartoon character, but yeah. they're all like very high quality. Yeah. And I, and I think I'm just going to empty out a lot of my old clothes and in a goodwill. Yeah. That's, it's, that's coming for me too. That's I got to, I got to clean out my pants. I got so many, so yeah. many sweatpants and joggers that I just got to make some room. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, uh, needing to make some room and, and needing to do better um, from NBC Los Angeles firing upheld for LAPD officers playing Pokemon go instead of responding to robbery. That's a great headline. Yeah. First off. Um, secondly, this is, this is published January 22nd or, or January 10th. 10th. And did this happen? How recently did this happen? Cause so, who the fuck? Okay. In 2017, yeah. like, who the fuck? Fuck is still, still playing, playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty seventeen was like the height. I'm so happy I missed it. Yeah. I'm so fucking happy that I sat on the sidelines and let y'all look goofy. It was fun. Look at me though. I I, I feel 
I feel like I just why just do you pass such way? a goofy ass trend? It wasn't even that goofy. I think it was goofy. It was fun for a little while. It was fun. Now, if you rocked with it for too long, of course, it became lame, as all flash in the pan trends do. But like, I, it was fun. I had a couple good nights, like out downtown, when everybody had just gotten it and was like walking around. Maybe downtown. I'm a hater, but I think, I think your history. No, I think history has proven me right, and I it's just like I think not. <laughs> I think Pokemon Go was a was a bad moment for all of us. I think you're letting this story inform your opinion of of, of Pokemon Go too much. Maybe I'm salty. I didn't do Pokemon Go. I and think you might be late. salty, and you and just now missed it's too it. Late. And I had a shitty phone at the time. <laughs> and maybe I couldn't play Pokemon Go on my shitty phone. <laughs> so maybe that's it. maybe that's it. Maybe I didn't want to say that. Yeah, but you just couldn't let it go. You couldn't let me win this one. <laughs> let me summarize this article real quick. Pay that man his money. So, two cops, <laughs> uh, Luis Lozano and Eric Mitchell, were fired in 2017 uh, because they were trying to catch a motherfucking Snorlax instead of responding to a robbery at a Macy's in Crenshaw. Um, and uh, they were caught on their video, both like hearing the call and then being like, ah, screw it. Yeah. And then they, like, they weren't even actively trying to catch the Snorlax at the time. They were like planning. They were looking at, they were like looking up places where they could go to catch one. Right. And like just yeah, plotting for be, the catch. Just being just as useless as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think one of their, like a superior officer showed up to the, to the scene of the crime. To the scene of the crime and had passed them. Yeah. Just sitting in their car, like, with the fingers like, in their butts. What's and, going on? And he was just like, y'all, y'all just acting like there isn't a robbery going on over here? So, this is hilarious. It Yeah, it is hilarious. It is, and it, it does speak to uh, how powerful Pokemon Go was at, at its height. Because I remember I was in, uh, I was I was working like a telemarketing job at the time. Yeah. Not, not telemarketing, but like customer service. You with, were customer service. With, with an insurance company. And like, Damn, I was about to say, if you were telemarketing, bro. No, I, it was just on the phones. It felt like telemarketing. It might as well have been telemarketing, except everybody was calling they me. Call it was it like you. reverse. Yeah, I was tele- like, it was like being telemarketed to by people with problems all day. But you, got, you got yelled at a couple times, didn't you? Uh, like, it, it was my job to get yelled at. <laughs> you got cussed out one time or two? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By people. It was car insurance, and like the fun. It's amazing that people would call up and be like, why the fuck is my bill? $600. It's only supposed to be $600 for six months. I just like, you just look and you'd be like, all right, so you are uh, six months behind on your payments. So yeah. that's why you have to pay your whole policy because you're so far behind. And guess what's going to happen next month? You're going to have to pay again. Yeah. <laughs> like, like car insurance sucks. We the, get it. It's, it's like, it sucks. It sucks that we have to have it when you need it. It's good to have, but like, it's just like, hey, guess what? You need to pay six hundred dollars to catch up. Damn, that'll get you current. And then guess what? You gotta make another payment. So you played Pokemon Go when you worked there? Oh, a lot. Yeah, around the, the office. The like whole you- office was playing it. Yeah, there were better spots. Yeah, there was a spot on like the on my floor where you could pretty, like regularly catch Pikachu's. Like there was a couple spots where you, the self service was just better, so you had a, a, chan- a better chance of getting like random shit that would pop up. Mm-hmm. But it was so widespread, and everybody there were groups of it. 
they're groups of people. They were like Pokemon Go groups around town. Yeah. Now, when I turned on it in the office was when I got looped into a text chain that mm-hmm. was <laughs> just about like people linking up to go play Pokemon Go like, yes. out and about. And I was like, fine, whatever. I might come out one time or two. And then at like 9 p.m. one Friday night, it just w- w- somebody got a laugh in the group chat that I forgot that I was in until that moment. And I was like, oh, no. It's about to get shitty. And it sure did. I like Why? Because the guy got one laugh and then he was just like addicted to it. And I was like, you should go somewhere and shitpost for this. Don't like, you're, there's a lot of strangers to you in this yeah. group thread. Like, stop. And But he just constant jokes, constant memes. And eventually I was kind of mean to him, but like he sent like four or five things in a row one night at like getting into like 10, 11 o'clock. And Nobody had said anything. Nobody was laughing. He was just shit posting, and I just said unsubscribe. And then he sent another thing, and I was like unsubscribe. <laughs> he sent another thing, and I was like unsubscribe. Like I am done. I just I, anytime you say something, yeah, I'm just gonna say tell you that I don't want to see this. Yeah, and eventually I figured out how to remove myself from it. Yeah, group chats. I think they're like fucked up because a lot of times because of uh, iPhone users and Android users, they don't communicate because iPhone will not adopt the format that Android uses, mm-hmm. which is like, I mean, it, it won't accept it. It won't, it won't accept it. Mm-hmm. So there's communication problems and shit like that. that yeah. happen. It's real lame. Facebook used to have a similar problem where you could not, I could remove myself from group chats on Facebook messenger, yeah. but like, I could remove other people. Yeah. So <laughs> if somebody brought me into something that I didn't want, like a, a group chat that I didn't want to be in, yeah. I would just kick everybody out. <laughs> and then you just have that dead group chat forever. Yeah. And then I just like, I have do- I have tons of like dead group chats on my Facebook still. Yeah. And if somebody takes in a fucking group chat that is dead on my phone, I do get mad as hell. <laughs> I'm like, hey, don't play like this. It's like, hey. This is, you're going to confuse everybody. Yeah, don't play on my phone. And now somebody's going to think this is the active chat. And so maybe somebody is in this chat that shouldn't be. And also I hate in the group chats that I'm in. I think it's another Android iPhone thing where like if somebody likes something, it'll just send a message that said so-and-so liked somebody's comment. No, that happens on iPhone too. I'm like, that is so lame. Stop doing that. Jesus Christ. Well, and in 2022, you know what's not RSVPing to something? What is liking the message when somebody sends you an invitation? Yeah, that's not that's not it's it. not helpful. It's, happened to it, you. it's not informative. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Yeah, people because people are just like this. I think they like they think it means they're coming. But it also it's like it's like in back in the day when people would respond, maybe yeah. on uh, a Facebook event. It's like this is not helpful if we're actually trying to plan something for that has like food. Yeah. And like, you know, we what, need to know the number of people, need to know the number of people that are going to be here. Need to know, you know, their social bugaboos that you have to work around mm-hmm. certain times you can invite some people but if you know for sure that this person isn't right. coming then you can invite a different person so like y'all i'm grow the fuck up yeah <laughs> and rsvp to stuff grow some balls and yeah. commit say yes one or, way no. or no one way or another say yes or no usually if you come back and say yes it's fine but just if you know you're not going to come say no and these cops didn't say no 
went to the Pokemon Go. They were like, fuck, I, they, they were like, fuck the robbery. Fuck the robbery. RSVP, no. RSVP, no, the robbery. <laughs> RSVP, yes. Ah, screw it. <laughs> I just love that they're like, a, like, two, they, they're like two little troublemakers playing Pokemon Go in their squad cars. Yeah. And the squad, and squad car just be like, we ain't going to do that. And they're like, hey, bro, we record everything in here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's like, we, uh, we know where you are. We right kind of have to know where you are all the time. And like 99% of the time, it is for your benefit. Yeah. That we know where you are. And um, you can't just not go, yeah, to a call. That's the whole part of this. the thing about this job is that if they say like, mm-hmm. "Oh, there's a robbery going on," if any other job, you can be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go far away from there." Yeah, but as a cop, you have to go to it. Mm-hmm. That's your job. That's the whole. That's the whole bad part. That and the paperwork. Yeah, the cool part is you get to be real cool and you have your gun and you get to tell people what to do, and you like, don't have to obey any laws usually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you get to break a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. You get to be an asshole. Yeah. You get to constantly, um, you know, make a scene. Yeah. You so. can, you can, you know, just assert authority and then there's pretty much no consequences. But yeah. like in this one scenario, this is like the one of the few times you can get in trouble yeah. for just not going to the, to do your job. And they were just like, eh, I don't feel like going to robberies today. <laughs> Cops it, just aren't shit. I just fucking, <laughs> I, I saw back to blue. I saw a back the blue, just to like go on a little of a tangent. Like I saw a back the blue thing the other day on the back of a car, and I was like, imagine receiving criticism for killing people and call and starting an entire movement for killing people and abusing your power, and starting an entire like fucking movement mm-hmm. to support it without ever, ever. Really challenging the critiques against you, yeah. Like without like actually responding. Well, your their response is to the real criticism. It, their response is to say it's absurd that we should be held accountable for killing people. Yeah, and it's like, oh, for real? And they're like, yeah, that's how we feel. That's how we feel. And they're like, that's the trade off. We don't make that much money. We don't have that much training. We get to kill people. Yeah. And abuse our power and get no consequence for that. I I just I'm like, why why aren't you actually responding to what people are saying though? Yeah. Like what do you what do you need support? Like I I defend the police. I just support the police. But you don't do it with teachers, you don't do it with doctors, Mm-mm. you don't do it with, with firemen, you don't do it with other people. And when these people in other careers receive criticism, when they get negative feedback that's it usually like they have to respond to it Mm -hmm. and it's usually uh you know on a on like a case-by-case basis it's not like if cops in detroit are you know have a particular instance all the cops are like no we got to go back the blue and support (laughs) them it's like no bro you shouldn't be supporting them yeah it's not you're not in a gang yeah you're not in a gang you do a job you do a job yeah when somebody at my job screws up, I'm not like, we need to support yeah. you as somebody who does the same thing that I do for money. Like, it's not a fucking brother. It's like, you're on some gang shit. Yeah, it is on some gang shit. Yeah. It's a, it's too much us versus them. I think that's the problem. Is It it, it, it forms that tribal mentality. Yeah. And that's the issue. Yeah, because you shouldn't feel, as a police officer, you should not feel, like, adversarial to just the general public. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of gotten that way for them. But it's also on them to change that. Like, yes. Because they are the 
the authority. They are the people in power. Like they can do whatever they want. They can kill people. So like it's on them to change the relationship from oppositional to cooperative. I just, I think it's just been just a culture of it, it throughout America. Um, in a lot of other places, but like America, it's just been a, it's been a culture of like, I think bad hires, mm-hmm. which I think for a myriad of reasons, but the number one reason always that you're going to get a difference in performance at a job is pay scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's always the biggest reason, but I, but I, but I do think there's a, there is a culture of policing of us for STEM that's been going on for a long, long, long time. Yeah. A long, long, long time. Um, that that just it's hard to overcome that like it takes a long it's going to take a while yeah so that's why i just feel like it's so rampant uh, and this has been a funnier example of like playing pokemon go but like yeah so it's just like even in the instances when you're supposed to be there well they try to defend it too i think that's the hilarious thing is that they they were like uh, our the, the the recording of us saying that was taken illegally <laughs> they're just like my lord. Well, speaking of us versus them, from NPR, pressed on his election lies, former President Trump cuts NPR interview short. My man. My man. Liam Summation. You can't park this, huh? Shut the fuck up, you cunt! Yeah, Trump really... Uh, <laughs> it had been a while since I had uh, had heard him because this is like one of the first legitimate news outlets that he's done an interview with post-presidency. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's, it's crazy how his message is just big lie, big lie, big lie, big lie, big lie. Yeah. Like, he, he's talking to Steve Inskey on NPR. Steve Inskey, very level-headed guy. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Very, like, very respected journalist, like, is just asking him questions about the election just to see if he can get a nugget of truth out of him to be like, he's like, hey, your own lawyer in Arizona was presenting a case saying that you you didn't have the case for fraud. Yeah. That Rudy Giuliani at one point had to specify in court that you were not bringing a fraud case yep. because you didn't have the evidence mm-hmm. there judges that you, he was like 10 judges. He's like more than 10 judges overall throughout your cases. He's yep. like, but 10, ju- at least 10 judges that you appointed mm-hmm. one in 2020. Yep. Throughout your case. And this, you had a stack Supreme court that just wouldn't even hear your nonsense. Yeah. He was like the Supreme court wouldn't, he, 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 Trump was like, oh, well, they said they, they. He tried to. He just said like they. They. They said there was no standing. He was trying to say like there was. They said there was no standing. Like that was a technicality. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stevensky's like, no, they said there was no standing for them to hear it. Hear it. Like there yeah. was no. There's no basis. Basis. Yeah. In truth. Yeah. For the. For the. For the quote unquote evidence. Yeah. To be, for, for arguments to be brought in front of them. Mm. And he was just like, ah, well, if you look, it's there. If you look, it's there. And then, like, incoherent ramblings about, like, his own law, legal staff not being up to par. Like, the 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 evidence being there but not being able to point to any of it. He had the most incredible legal staff you could ever imagine. <laughs> he had the attorney general humiliate himself. Yeah. Um, and lose respect of his colleagues. Yeah. In trying to do it, I mean, he had the one of the finest lawyers in the country. Yeah, well, and he also 
had the power of the executive office behind him, like literally trying to threaten secretaries of state. Yeah. And like other <laughs> state legislatures and, and, and high executive office level, like state level people mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to just give him the election. And yeah, he called those some in Michigan over to the white house. Remember he tried to call the, he brought him to the white house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, y'all come on, come see your boy. You like it? But like, it was just baseless, baseless like accusations against either like election staff, or election staff, like people who can tampering with voting machines, like just, but also in that incoherent, very salesman-y, grifty Trump way of just like kind of run on sentence after run on on sentence. Just empty promises being like, well, if you look, the evidence is there. No, 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 no. There is evidence. There's a ton of evidence. It's very strong, very good evidence. It's there. You can look at you can see it if you just if you want to find it, you can see it. And but never pointing to like facts or like any actual example of fraud. He's just like, there's many votes that were <laughs> tampered with. The, 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 the usual, yeah. Very strongly tampered with. And you and, said it makes you feel sad now. Well, the thing, the part that made me feel sad is like, it's twofold. You have Steve Inskey sitting here and there's a video of it. So you can watch him in real time, just really have to cope with the fact that he's asking straightforward questions about unquestionable truths. Yeah. Like just public knowledge. Your cases got thrown out. Nobody could find any evidence. Your own legal team was unable to bring forth like real arguments for fraud yeah. And in the election was certified. Like you lost your, it's, it was top to bottom, like T to B yep. up yep. Uh, just completely mm-hmm. legitimate. And he's, his face is like in awe of, of being lied to like this. And then the other thing is that I think that Trump really is under at least in part under a, a, a delusion that he did really win because there's this one part, the part that really made me sad was when he was getting pressed about it. Stevensky was asking him some, he was, he wasn't letting him go. He wasn't being like, well, all right, well we disagree, but blah, blah, blah. he was like, he was like, no, that there, there was a, there was a mandate. He was like, yes, you got a lot of votes. He was like, but you still lost the election. He was, and Trump just goes, you really, you think, you think Biden got 80 million votes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you really can't cope with the fact that you lost. Yeah. You can't deal with it. Like, you really, like, at this, I, I ne- it wasn't super clear to me whether it was just a grift, just a power grab, or, like, you just thought you could get away with it. But it's like, no, you really can't deal. Like, you can't hang. You can't, you can't handle the fact that you lost the election. Mm-hmm. So you're really, like, you, you, he has to, he's convincing himself that it's fraud because, he can't deal with the fact that he wasn't the most popular candidate. Yeah. And he's just like, you, but when he's like the, just the inflection in his voice, when he's like, you really think that Biden got 80 million votes? I was like, this is to me the same as seeing somebody play a video game and losing and talking about how the game cheated. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, very sad. Yeah. <laughs> very like classic Johns, but very sad. Like yeah. you, you hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. Cause it's like the game didn't cheat. Yeah. It can't. You think the game is saying fuck you specifically? It doesn't know who you are. Yeah. It's code. 
It's code. It does. It can't. It's a series of electronic votes. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just numbers. It yeah. just it got added up. It's just data. We just yeah. asked people if they wanted you to be president or somebody else to be president, and, and more, people. more people said somebody else. That's it. And he can't. He can't. It's just like telling like a five year old. Like yeah. he'll put your arm on his back while he's crying because, <laughs> like, I don't know, he lost a baseball game or something. Yeah. You're like a 10-year-old. I'll give him credit. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest takeaway from this, though, is that nobody needs to legitimize Donald Trump's point of view by having him on for an interview because you know what you're going to talk about and you already know what you're going to hear. Yeah. This story is not his story is not going to change because mm-hmm. he can't afford for it to change because he has to keep... Yeah. This going until at least 2024. You think he's got it in him to run again? I think he might. It depends on his health, but I Vince think he, too. He's losing votes over this uh, supporting vaccines. Yeah, that's what, well. He's he's yeah. He's fracturing his own base mm-hmm. over the vaccine. Yep. That's why the snake's starting to kind of come around and eat yeah. its own tail. Which it had to. Yeah, there's I mean, no we, way we, it couldn't. We've been talking about that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that was going to happen because you reality will reassert itself. It will. Yeah. You cannot hide from it. Yeah. It will come just like a hammer. You can just be like, ah, da, 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 play, 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 play. Like, eventually, you will feel the hammer. Mm-hmm. So, I don't like to listen to Donald Trump if I don't have to. I don't either. I don't like to listen to his voice. I don't like to hear his thoughts. And I agree. I, you know, I guess in a way it's sad, but it's so deserving that the guy, that the, the great grifter, finally backed himself into a corner he can't get out of. Yeah. It's like, you can't get out of this one. And he's... Because he's like, he can't admit he's wrong. He can't tell the truth. So he has to just keep sitting there mm-hmm. talking about how he lost the election when, like you said, there's no shred of evidence to support it. Um, so, I mean, that's that's just his permanent talking point. Anytime he's in a debate or anything, like, he's he's the fucking dude shouting at the moon. Yeah. Like, everybody's like, we're moved on, bro. Yeah. Like, we're, we're in, what, Biden's second year? We're going into his third. Going into a second. Yeah, going into a second. And so it's like we we're, we're bro, we're way past this. Yeah. Like it's done. You he, lost. Like he is the president. He's the president. He's been the president for almost a full year. And you know that crazy shit you tried to stir up? Well, guess what? All the motherfuckers that actually walked in there are going to prison. Yeah. So enjoy that. That's cool. Like it, but but like really. Any journalist, if this point could make it to to any like legitimate journalist or don't talk or to any, Donald Trump, don't bring him on. Yeah, because like there's just no point. Yeah, you, there's no point. You know exactly what he's gonna say. It doesn't matter how much you press him. It doesn't matter what facts you present him with. He is not interested in that. And all you're doing is giving him a platform to try and reach people with lies. Right. Like, which he has a very hard time doing right now. Yeah. And like, and I, I was surprised that he did he agreed to do the in, interview with NPR but I was more surprised that they were interested in talking I don't know what Steve Inski thought he but it's like now this happens like it, it's happened like mm-hmm. it did happen we know he did, he only made it 9 minutes I think yeah and he he got pressed and he got, just he just hung, he couldn't take it yeah he got he was a little, he was a little like he started flubbing and started getting a little exasperated and then he just hung up because nice. it wasn't somebody just like, you know, stroking his ego and talking to him about how we can shore up the election rules for next time to make sure that it doesn't get stolen from him again. It's like, no, you have a real, like, sound person with integrity asking you to explain all these lies. And then yeah. when you can't, he's not just accepting them. And you're like, 
I take my ball and go home now. Mm-hmm. He's done this before, though. Yeah. It's nothing new from him. I mean, that's, that's how he does it. We hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah. That's what it is. And we probably we hadn't seen him with somebody as respectable as T- Steve Inskeep. Maybe ever? Or it's, it's been a long time since he's he's spoken to like a, a real deal, yeah, credible journalist, yeah, um, and because you know he's all I mean he's always talking to Fox News, mm-hmm. um, and he had to field questions from like CNN and MSNBC back in the day, but but that was like press briefing style. Yeah. It wasn't like one on one interview. He's done very few of those. You know, thank God it just wasn't it wasn't Terry Gross because she's had just have to deal with like the worst. Like Gene Simmons, <laughs> surprised Gene Simmons doesn't run. He could run. Yeah, but I think he is a liberal. Well, he's probably also smart enough to know that he's he's better off not running. Yeah. I don't think he thinks he could make enough money because that would be his only goal. Yeah. Um, Trump's going to. If you ever want to hear the worst interview of your life, listen to Terry Gross interview Gene Simmons. Yeah. And see how, and, and just feel how much you'd want to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Like when you're doing the interview and and you can tell how much she wants to punch him in the face <laughs> uh, as well. And she lets him know that he's being absolutely horrible to her. Well, Terry Gross doesn't play around at all. Yeah. She does a great, and she deserves respect, uh, defending herself and just being like, you're horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's almost unlistenable though. It's wild. Yeah. Well, to uh, to go down the complete opposite track, let's check out what a real G is up to. A young stunner. From Business Insider, Senator John Ossoff of Georgia, mm-hmm. set to introduce bill barring members of Congress from trading individual stocks. That's Georgia, home of the national champions. Georgia mm-hmm. Bulldogs. Georgia, <laughs> national college football champions. Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Go dogs. Leave us a mation. is uh, introducing this bill or he's looking to introduce this bill. I think he needs to get a Republican co-sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, which so, you know, good luck. Um, yeah, good there's, luck, there's barely any Democrats that are willing to yeah. use this sort of thing. It's very unpopular among Congress people uh, and senators like they're uh, it's, but it is a super necessary piece of legislation. Like I cannot yeah. think of a more slam dunk popular bill to pass than this and it'll be so it's so obvious too that the congress doesn't represent the people because this is like the people's will it's just like oh yes absolutely it makes sense to middle schoolers they can look at this and be like wait so congress has direct control over which businesses receive massive amounts of money Mm -hmm. and attention and will directly affect their stock values and like yes every day that happens yep all the time that happens. They're like, <laughs> oh, well, they sh- they could buy stocks in the companies that they're going to bolster or sell stocks in companies that they know are going to go down because of directly because of decisions they make. Like, yes. yes. Oh, that's insider trading. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, no, because it's different. No, bro. It's like, mm-mm. mm-mm. It's not different. I can get down with Nancy Pelosi on a lot of shit. All right? Mm-hmm. I... Respect a lot of her politics. This is a area where we hugely diverge. Well, she's worth what, like forty something million dollars? Yeah, she's one of the most wealthy people in, in Congress. Congress yeah. And under she, Mitch McConnell, though, he's that big ball. Line. Yeah, but Mitch, big Mitch. Yeah, big Mitch big, is worth like over a hundred million or some shit. I think he's worth. I think he and his wife between them are worth like three hundred million or something like that. But like, Insane. they, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's about time. And he's like, and it applies to your family also, Nancy. Yes, your husband can't. 
also be trading mm-hmm. stocks because you can just talk to him. So let's not. But they it's individual stocks. Uh, you can still invest in like mutual funds and um, other stuff. I can't remember the other acronyms, but like, and you can put it in a uh, uh, what's it called? They they call it like a. It's not like a trust, but it's like a. It's a blind trust. Blind trust. Yeah. Yeah. Which basically means that you don't have control over you don't have control. what you're investing in, which I think is fine. If you, yeah. I, a, a lot of people who make it to Congress are already going to be wealthy, because yeah. just on kind of necessitates it by the yeah. Cases. You have to raise money to you have to be able to raise money to even stand a shot. So like you know you already you're already in a position where you're talking to millionaires, and it's much easier to have a platform when you already are wealthy. Well, yeah, and usually to have those kind of connections, you have to have risen and like. Typically, a lot of these people are lawyers. Mm-hmm. Lawyers are successful business people who become pillars of their community. You either like study constitutional law and you d- you want to go into politics from the jump, mm-hmm. and like as a lawyer, you're probably making pretty good money, or you are like you know a business magnate or some sort of like other community staple where you have like a public face in your district, which is that's a lot of people to know who you are, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of these people come in wealthy. If they want to put their money somewhere and let somebody else take care of it and just, they, you know, get, make your money. Yeah. That's fine. But you can't be investing in businesses with insider knowledge, especially like with, you're not only determining like who to subsidize and for how much, but also yeah. like you're, you, you are the people who regulate these companies. Yep. So if you are invested in a company, you are automatically undeniably disincentivized to regulate them Yep. because you will personally benefit from their success, Yeah. be it ethical or unethical or illegal. So yeah, it's, it's unavoidable. It's, it's just like, it's, it's the most obvious thing in the world. <laughs> and because it's the most obvious thing in the world, it might not happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's not like it's a secret. No. You know, they all know it. We all know it. But it's really like, what can you do about it? Because yeah. the people that would do these kind of things are the ones that are bought and paid for. Yeah. Which is, you know, uh, probably the fundamental issue in American government. It's the the buying and selling of politicians. It's, it's companies having enough power to have control over politicians. Yeah. You know, whether that be from campaign contributions, whether that be from donations, yeah. um, whether that from like lobbyists, whether that is from uh, stock options, book whether, tours. Or, or yeah, yeah. Or, or whether this, yeah, the senators or the Congress people put themselves into those positions yeah. by increasing their own financial position within like oil. I mean, you're yeah. just like through trading with insider knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so hell yeah. I hope Elizabeth it goes Warren well. and AOC are with it. I hell that. yeah. Of course they are. Yeah. Of course they are. Um, and yeah, the, the, uh, the, there's another proposed bill that would end trades among, me- uh, among members. Uh, the ban conflicted trading act, uh, was introduced last year by four lawmakers, including another Georgia, the other Georgia Senator, Raphael Warnock, everybody vote for him. Yeah, in November, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so funny. Like you see the pe- you see where everybody starts to break down because Pelosi is like, I don't think she's like, why is this a free free economy? Why why what, couldn't people be able to? Yeah, and like for very clear obvious reasons, Nancy. <laughs> 
It's like, I mean, come on now, Nancy. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Also, you're a million, and you're already worth $46 million. Like, you got your you got your riches. Get you're out. Good. You're good. So close the door behind you like any yeah. other rich person would do. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, you majors. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. Burn the boats. We ain't going home. You know? That's how y'all do, I thought. Anyway. Oh, shit. This old article jumped back up. This one... I've been for a while. Did we even talk about Ghislaine Maxwell? Uh, so they, they got Ghislaine Maxwell. She's convicted. They got her. So Blake, you'll be happy. Oh, Blake ain't listening to this far into the episode. No, Blake didn't start the episode. Let's be real. Yeah, let's be real. <laughs> um, but they uh, they got her. Uh, and then got her. this article, I thought he was going to come on. That's why I got this one. Um, yeah. Judge orders charges dropped against Epstein jail guards. Yeah. And who admitted falsifying records. Yeah. And they still in the articles are saying that he killed himself. And I'm like, bruh. I mean, it's the official story. But bruh, like, this is, I, like, can we just rev- like do a quick review? All right, there were two guards. Yeah. They were supposed to watch him. He had already been placed on suicide watch. Mm-hmm. And there were two sets of video cameras that both stopped working. They both failed. They both failed. Yeah, quote, unquote, failed. <laughs> and the, the guards were conspicuously absent from their duties. Sleeping, right? I think that was it. Um, and he killed himself with like... A bed sheet, right? A bed sheet. He hung himself. Yeah. Hanged himself. I Without... I think it was like... Because he didn't have anything to hang himself up from the ceiling. I think it was from the bars. Yeah, on his bed. I, like, I, I think he like exactly wrenched how. his neck hard enough to... This is why we need Blake. Yeah. Yeah, Blake would Blake would know. Blake would know, but I feel like we would also get some some color commentary yeah. that, of things that like maybe did or did not. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no one ever said that Tap Snaps was a was a factually accurate no, show. or fair and balanced either yeah. one. We do try to read directly from articles though, so you can blame the people that write them. <laughs> In court papers, they said the prosecutors said that uh, the two guards were just fifteen feet from his cell as they shopped for online furniture. And motorcycles. So they're like literally. <laughs> and I'm new to Channel yeah. Blake. They're literally like cruising Amazon, figuring out what they're going to do with their blood money. Yes. As he's killing himself. Killing himself. <laughs> Quote unquote. Kill- yeah. I believe that he killed himself. Honestly, like, I believe somebody was just like, if you don't kill yourself, like, you I'm going to give you this window of time to yeah. kill yourself. Like, and if you don't, it's going to happen. I think maybe somebody walked up and just like helped him. Yeah, that could have happened. That could have happened. Yeah, there could have been somebody else from the prison who was just like, and here I come. And like, mm. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still think a big dude came in there and grabbed him by the neck and broke it. But yeah. Um, well, there was all that stuff with his autopsies, right? Didn't weren't there like multiple, there multiple autopsies? autopsies? I think one autopsy was like, no, he didn't like, motherfucking kill himself. This didn't seem like they were like, it, these injuries aren't consistent with a hanging victim. Yeah, they're sure. not a hanging they were like maybe a a big guy came in here and grabbed him up by the neck real real hard. Yeah, yanked <laughs> the fuck out of it. Like, but I mean, I mean, like, how do you fucking bang your neck? Like, I don't know. It's just wild thinking about how violently. Because I think it's like he had like severe like breaking and like I thought there was like some some shit in his neck. Like mm-hmm. it was like it was very harsh. Yeah. I'm like you think? Can you just like bang your neck? I mean. I guess I don't know. It's rough thinking about trying to kill yourself that violently and yeah, such a 
such a state. But now they're just like, well, this is, uh, you know, this is, this is the, tr- the, the truth is that there's a terrible culture of staffing. Oh, yeah. Subpar training and bad management in the, in, the, in the Bureau of Prisons. And it's like, yeah, that's true. It's like, but, but that's not what this is. They were literally like 15 feet away from this motherfucker. He was on suicide watch. Yeah. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Two video cameras broke down. Uh, that that alone, like yeah. the guards were one thing, but the two video cameras, I mean, I've talked blue in the face about these things. They don't fucking break. Yeah. And two, certainly not at the same time. Yeah. Like, come on, man. It's like, well, they break when they're broken. Yeah. When, when somebody come in and crack them with a hammer. Yeah. And they're just like, black. Well, but the patsies are, the patsies are getting away. The patsies are getting away. And all they wanted was a motorcycle. I mean, you they know, let them loose. That's, oh, wow. Even they didn't get fucking, mm, this is, <laughs> it's still wild. Pretty good deal for a patsy. Yeah. Uh, pretty good deal. You know, and what good it's thing we could if, say with Trump's patsies yeah. is that they always got the royal treatment. Yeah. They really did. He, he, if there's one thing you say about Donald Trump, he'll stick by his, his patsies. If his patsies stick by him. Yeah. If you rat on him. Or if you change your mind. If you change your mind. Or man. if he doesn't like what the fuck you say. Yeah. Even if you're trying to defend it. Even if you're trying. Man, did you see that video? Speaking of patsies who were just getting railroaded, did you see that video of uh, Ted Cruz on Tucker Carlson? What happened? Oh, my God. It's one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, no. It's uh, On whose part? Ted Ted's or Tucker's? Oh, on Ted's. Like, okay. He's always been pathetic. It's, it, I mean, bro, he's he's the most pathetic. So he came out on the anniversary of January 6th and called it a violent terror attack. Ted Cruz did. Um, and then uh, Tucker Carlson just really made a fool out of him and just, like, belittled him. And, I mean, it's all shitty like they're both shitty they're trying to like ted cruz is trying to backtrack and make a shitty point but like he just is such a little wiggle worm let's see it let's see here hold on let me get to it um and yet you called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack that's a lie you told that lie on purpose and i'm wondering why you did well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I... You're a liar. Thank you. I sent you wow. a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy. And, and it... As soon as I said it, I was a bad, bad boy. And I knew that I wanted to come on to your show, Daddy Tucker, <laughs> and say that I was slo- I'm a sloppy little sloppy piggy. <laughs> frankly, dumb. And, well, they, and frankly, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was sloppy, and, and it was frankly dumb. And, I don't and buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I don't buy that. For, look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word, you repeated that phrase. I do not distinguish. Look at him shrinking. I wasn't saying, I have talked dozens with agree. Hold on. what I meant. Let me tell you what, what I meant to say in the Senate. It's, and every this, word you repeated that Carlson? phrase, I do not believe that you use that accidentally. I just don't. More powerful so than an American senator? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, as Ted Cruz especially, because all Ted Cruz wants to do is be the popular kid and, like, be the, the, the like, MAGA Republican leader and, like, 
like appeal to the base. I mean, people in Texas fucking keep voting for him for some unknown reason. I guess they'll just vote for literally any Republican. But like, God, I would so, love to stand up to Tucker Carlson. He's so I would too. Just be like, hey, let's just you and me have a conversation where you can't like talk over me when I'm making a point. Yeah, and then you know, I, I'm pretty sure within four minutes, I will just be like, you're. A ding dong, yeah. And like, don't Be like, actually have anything. So, a group of people to say. breaking the law and storming into a building to change, <laughs> to force people to change the results of election, having them flee in terror is not a terrorist <laughs> there's no terror involved. Tucker Carlson would just be like, Well, the people who were doing it were white, so obviously, <laughs> these they were let in by the police. Yeah, there were some bad cops yeah. that let groups of people in. They also killed police. Yeah, like, they also did. He's like, that was Antifa. <laughs> and Tucker Carlson has been one of the biggest like apologists. Oh, really? For, yeah, he did like a, a like a multi part like investigative documentary series about the January sixth attack where he was basically like, Essentially it was no big deal. Right. Uh, we don't need to really look into it, we know what happened. It's not that bad. Well, that's why too. Every time they talk about January sixth, they talk across the folks. They're like, "Well, if they if this had been, um, Milwaukee, or if this had been Washington, would you be making such a big deal?" He's like, "What about the BLM?" Yeah, like the, that's what that's what he said. They're all like, well, "This is a BLM, What about the BLM movement?" He's like, "What about uh, what all about? the damage destroyed?" It's like, "Hey, bro." No one is sitting here celebrating targets getting burned down mm. or property getting destroyed, but you need to be genuine when you talk about these two instances. The instances of protest for uh, murders um, by people supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and other people because it was such a large gathering. They weren't, it wasn't like everyone there is in BLM mm -hmm. and has good intentions. There are clearly people that had bad intentions. Their reaction was based off of murders. Yeah. Real people dying and a history of there be not being consequences for black people being killed by the police. Like that's like, you know, and we're talking hundreds of years history of this. Like it wasn't an election that happens every four years. It was like, this is, this is based off of yeah. a history of violence to a community of people. Yeah. Uh, was it good that buildings got destroyed? No, but was it the worst thing in the world? No. Also, no. I won't. I won't cry for those buildings being destroyed. I won't cry for it. Like, well, and those buildings were targets. Yeah, those buildings were closed department stores. They were closed department stores. And you know what else we should also take into account is the the goal of the destruction. One goal, the Black Lives Matter goal, is to force the national discussion to be about their cause. Like whether it's, Oh, uh, we're going to argue about whether, how okay or not it was for them to do this property damage or like even better. Let's talk about why they're out here burning down targets. Right. The end game of January 6th was to overturn a, a fair. legitimate federal election. Yeah. Like, they're, they were running up into Congress with a goal. They weren't just there to knock shit down and to steal Nancy Pelosi's laptop. They were there to, like, under threat of violence and death, stop 
the United States Congress yeah. from certifying the results of a presidential election. Yeah, just because they you know, were like treason, st- stupid, yeah, and goofy looking doesn't mean that they weren't dangerous. Yeah, it's like it was a coup. And Say what you will about the Black Lives Matter movement and what and and the targets, but like they weren't trying to overthrow the fucking government. And they always <laughs> forget about the guy they stopped that had all the fucking weapons. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. Like there was like a van filled with fucking weapons that they the cops caught before he got to the fucking protest. Yep. They always they always forget that it was like you know this was inches from 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 going full yeah. like insane. Well it's like even if you show up with like mace and tasers and fucking zip ties it's like oh so you're in, so your intent was to at intimidate best, intimidate at worst hold hostage you know that's illegal too yeah but like it's like those are all crimes they're all crimes those are all crimes they're all treason it's all a coup and it's nothing like the blm protests over the summer they are not the same they're not the same they never have been the same and really you know that in yeah. your heart of hearts but people say it all the time they, even people in my own family say that shit where it's like they're like well you know was it right to burn those buildings down and i'm like why are you playing what about ism whenever somebody brings up January 6th? I know why. It's because you know that it was wrong and you are ashamed. Yeah. But you you don't want to own up to it yeah. because it was all white people. And you so you always throw that other thing that that the the burning of the targets. And it's just like, bro, it it's just so different. Well, and like also, this is you when you play what aboutism like with that, you're acknowledging that your stance is MAGA versus Black Lives Matter. Yeah. That's what your stance like, is. Like your stance is we are against Black Lives Matter. We are against black people, basically. Like we are against so many conservatives still don't know what Black Lives Matter stands for. Yeah. They still and it's partly, willful ignorance. I don't know, man. Partly I feel for them because they are being fed nonsense nonstop by somebody like Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And like a lot of us, it it's like an addiction when you watch this kind of news programming like on a constant basis. Like when you're sitting, you're watching it all the time, especially for older folks because they're not working. So they just watch Fox news is on all the fucking time and it's hard to break an addiction. Yeah. It takes some intervention by loved ones or a a moment of self-reflection or of awareness. Yeah. So that's why People like Tucker Carlson are the real fucking scumbags. Yeah, like well, and the real power. He's smacking yeah, the real, Ted Cruz around. Yeah, you're right, dude. I the watching his face like quiver and like his lips sli- like like well, I, and to come on and be like it was it was thoughtless and I was dumb. Like he's being berated. Yeah, and after he, he you are a United States senator. Yeah. Well, and like he apologizes for it, and then Tucker Carlson goes in again. He's like, "No, you said the wrong thing about." What I like, I like the the January sixth insurrection. I hate BLM. I like the January sixth. I like January sixth, and you said they were wrong. Now you take it back. And and Ted Cruz is just like, I'm oh, so sorry. I do take it back. That was dumb. That was thoughtless. He's like, I, no, you. I know you. You don't say what you don't. Why you say it? <laughs> just like God damn dog. You still. He, he's. I mean, you shouldn't expect anything from a guy who let somebody call his wife ugly on national television and then like 
kowtowed to him. I mean, I mean, really, they, they somebody never, said that he, a long time ago on the on the Rogan podcast, and I I really do think that sums up a lot about you. I'm not, I'm not saying if somebody tells your wife ugly or insults your wife, you have to go punch him in the face, but you damn sure don't have to shake their hand, and you damn sure don't have to be campaign like, for them. Campaign for them. Talk about how you want them to be president. Yeah, you damn sure can respect your wife yourself and really your wife mm-hmm. uh, enough to be like, hey man, go fuck yourself. And I'm not going to be any part well, of you. And yourself through your wife. Like, yeah. you, you are, you degrade yourself also by not sticking up for your partner. Yeah. Like, and the, the, to go on, and, and in interviews, you people ask him about it. And they're just like, did Donald Trump ever apologize for that? And he's like, no, he didn't. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's a coward. Yeah. He's, well, he also, I think he just knows that he's flat beaten and he's too scuzzy and, and scared. Of losing what power he does have. Could you imagine if this motherfucker had been on the Supreme Court? Oh, my God. Could you imagine if this motherfucker had been on the Supreme Court? Like, he a, a spineless jellyfish. Well, and this is, he's the kind of person, too, where when you do get that level of authority, like being on the Supreme like Court. Oh, he would have been tyrannical. The highest level, it would have been insane. He would have been tyrannical. He would have been just relentless with his with his ego and with his fucking... Like, arrogance fueled by insecurity. I think it's like some Ted Lasso, season two. It's Ned. Yeah, he's Ned. Mm-hmm. He's like a Ned. Yep. Hopefully Ned can redeem himself in season three. We there will so. not be any redemption for Ted Cruz no. in our lifetime. He is gone. He is yeah. lost. He is... Uh, he was never good. <sighs> I mean, to let Tucker Carlson slap that you fucking around. weak chump. Yeah. Like, that rubbernecking... Just a racer head, yeah. like slapped around by Tucker fucking Carlson. <laughs> like, bro, he didn't even. No one even knew who he was before Bill Riley. Bill O'Reilly got me too, bro. You were Bill O'Reilly's yeah. understudy. Actually, the only reason I knew who who Tucker Carlson was before that was because I saw John Stewart serve him, him up the yeah. freshest hands. Oh yeah, that and he I, just sit there and just took it like <laughs> he was like, <laughs> and John Stewart was like, "No, you're bad." Yeah. He's like, you're hurting America with your hackery. And then his show got canceled. Yeah. John Stewart uh, gave him yeah, the freshest skibbity pat. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just kitty pawed him. And I was just like, yeah, everybody should have to watch this who watches Tucker Carlson. Like, you should have to watch this at least. That's like, what I would just do. I'd have to clip queued up if I was on Tucker Carlson. I would just play the clip. I'd be like, this is your guy. But no, this is you. If I was on the yeah. show, I'd be like, this is you, bro. <laughs> And then he was like, all right. And then I'd be like, then I'd queue up the one where that uh, economist like came in and just served him up. <laughs> I'd be like, this is you too. This is you too. It's like, these are two real ones who just aren't letting you just like shout over them. Yeah. And like John Stewart caught you before you had the shouty Fox profile. So like he just really like dressed you down. Yeah. Like a little boy. Yeah. He whooped him. Uh, it was insane. He they got a show. They kept fucking trying John Stewart. Like it was yeah. wild. Like he was like, serving them up and they would call him back and he would whoop them again. <laughs> he was undefeated on the daily show. Oh yeah. John Stewart left with an undefeated record. Yeah. Took very few. I can't think of an L. He, he beat took. the fuck out of Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly couldn't handle oh, John yeah. Stewart at all. No. He was like, he's like, bro, I've been waiting for you. I'm so ready for you dog. Like Bill O'Reilly had no chance. Cause Bill, Bill O'Reilly is a moron. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly was the Trump before Trump. Too. Yeah. Like, Trump really stole Bill O'Reilly's shtick. He did. Like, I mean, even though it's classic. I mean, it was 
before Bill O'Reilly's even, um, what was that horrible piece of shit that died? Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just demagoguery. Like, it's just... You know, I always think about Rush Limbaugh. Whenever somebody really great dies, I think of Rush Limbaugh and how when he died, it was just all this derision was poured on him and all these people were, like, awesome and, like, celebrating Celebrating. his death. And then when somebody like Betty White dies and we're all just in mourning and we, like, celebrate her life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, that's really how... That's what matters, man. Like, you get caught up in all the fucking chasing for fame and wealth and shit but what really it's like how you are as a person will be how you go out yeah because we're all going to go someday so it's like that's the that's the the lesson you can go out like a rush limbaugh you can you can grab wealth but at the sacrifice of your your morality mm-hmm. or you can win over the hearts of people like a betty white yeah be like Betty White. Like when De- Dolly Parton goes. She's going to be... It's going to be... You know, like a huge... A national tragedy. Yeah, a celebration of her life because yeah. she lived, you know, so so earnestly. She has been a dope person. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Like for her whole career. It's wild. Yeah. Big ups to uh, Dolly Parton and Betty White. Uh, big ups, yeah. Yeah, big ups. And um, let's, uh, you know, everybody strive to be more like them. And uh, we'll see you next week. That's yeah. the end. That's the end. Goodbye.